Hi, everybody out there in internet land. This is the Culture Lust Podcast. I'm your host, Chris, a.k.a. the Puppy Master, alongside, as always, with my brother, Scott. Hey, what's up, guys? Our buddy, James. Hey, what's going on, everybody? And the first special guest on Culture Lust, Mark. Hello, party people. Today, we are reviewing and discussing our first horror film. Yay. The 2007 film Dead Silence. Now, Rotten Tomatoes has this to say about the movie. In the quiet town of Raven's Fair, children taunt one another with spooky stories about a ventriloquist whose mind was ravaged by insanity. Mary Shaw was a popular entertainer until she was accused of murdering a young boy. Subsequently hunted and captured by the vengeful townspeople, Mary's tongue was cut out before she was mercilessly killed and committed to the earth in the company of her handmade collection of dolls. That's literally all Rotten Tomatoes says about it. It kind of cuts it off there. So first impressions, uh, well, first off, has had anybody else seen this movie before? I had not. So I, <clears throat> um, maybe this is a testament to how great the movie was, but my mind apparently decided to block it from memory, and I didn't realize that I had seen it until we got like 45 minutes in, and I was like, oh, yeah, I have seen this. <laughs> I have seen this steaming pile of shit. <laughs> so, yeah, it was a forgettable film. Literally. For, for me as well. I had seen it, uh, but there were so many little scenes and so many bits that I'd actually forgotten. So we'll go with first impressions. Like, what did everybody think of it when they first started watching it, like, as it was, uh, as it was getting started? Um, well, I thought they ripped off the Exorcist theme pretty handily at the beginning. Yes. The music, was like very much so. Terrible. I was like, I was like, I know this, I know this. Oh man, really? Yeah. <laughs> yes. That, that was like a bad, a bad vibe right there. I agree completely. Don't they, don't they call that in the business uh, an homage? Oh, yeah, that's. What <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's <laughs> what he was going for. <laughs> so if ninety-five percent of the notes are the same, you you kind of have to call it just a rip off. But... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. And it's also a matter of. Average music in a movie you don't realize is there. Bad yeah. mu music in a movie you you hear and it takes you out of the movie. That well, the, that movie, uh, that music was so forgettable. It was like if I Google generic movie music, I can pull up almost all of that. Exactly. exactly. The sound effects, so, the the violin, the freaking chimes, all that crap is just right, generic right, horror right. flick stuff. And, and I think that, I think the music perfectly encapsulates this movie as a whole it's just paint by numbers ah there you go yeah that's paint spot by on. numbers yeah, yeah dude that's a good way to put it for sure perfect so they did, I, they... I thought, oh go ahead sorry yeah you're cool i i thought that the movie was really uh like like you guys are saying it's forgettable but it reminded me of like a saturday morning special right like you get up and you watch hardy boys or whatever you know one of those like kind of teenagery like horror flicks like and, goosebumps yeah goosebumps that's it perfect and it was just like i was like what is this is this like an extended episode of uh you know doctor who not that i want to talk shit about doctor who you know but it was just so 
just dumb. Like, I don't know. Not fun. Not fun. I would rather watch Steven Seagal dance around and Steven Dorf get shot in the face than this <laughs> crap. <laughs> Do you, uh, you want to go ahead, Mark? Oh, I was just going to say, I, I noticed um, uh, with the music, you know, that was kind of a ripoff. And then with the cinematography, they were kind of, there were some tropes there. They were kind of hitting like the the funeral scene. Like who hasn't seen that scene like a thousand times in other movies with the leaves falling and the it's like all <laughs> yeah. monochromatic and everything's like i've seen this so many times and then like when they did the wide view of the theater i was like are they in are they in fucking mordor it's like i was just waiting for the eye and the background to show up wrong set sauron wrong set totally you guys want to you guys want to do the summary before we get too far into it? Right, right, right. Yeah, let's go ahead and hit that up, and then I got an interesting tidbit to talk about. But yeah, let's, let's go ahead and summarize this beach. Okay, all right. So I had the first 30 minutes. Um, the, the movie opens up with a young couple. Uh, looks like they're in an apartment. I, I had a hard time putting my finger on exactly the time frame. It looked kind of oh, like Oh, God, that drove me nuts, dude. Yeah, but it then like he gets dropped off. He gets dropped off in like a 2005 Crown Vic taxi. Yes. I was like, wait a minute, what is this? And then, I mean, on that same note, like later, a little bit later on down the road, the uh, the coroner, not the coroner, the funeral director uh, pulls out like this camera from like the 40s. And I was like, what the fuck? But uh, yeah. so it starts off with a, a young couple in a an apartment um, and a doll gets dropped off. The ventral, ventriloquist doll gets dropped off randomly at the front door. And um, this doll... Uh, they take it in, open it up. Uh, the doll is like, they notice this doll moving, uh, but they still play with it and treat it like, you know, it's a cherished uh, uh, item from their history. Like, oh, this is grandma's doll, but no, not really. Um, and then uh, a bunch of uh, shenanigans later, and the wife gets killed, gets her tongue ripped out of her face. And um, the husband embarks on a journey to figure out what happened and why all of this is going down. Uh, he eventually ends up in a town called Raven's Fair, which is um, generic'sville for gothic horror. Um, <laughs> and that's uh, yeah, that about covers the first thirty or forty minutes. Who's up, James? You had the middle, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I had Act Two, so um, he starts doing some more investigation investigation on his own accord to try and figure out what's going on there's a the, the funeral home that's handling the burial of his wife has a very um creepy lady that sits up front and plays with dead ravens how fitting for raven's fair um and she's muttering to herself and various this and that and of course she's alluding to this legend or myth or horror story whatever you want to call it that's kind of circles the town and of course it piques the interest of our of our widow here her are they called widows when they're males widower widower there you go yeah my mistake so um you know that kind of leads to one thing after the other and then when they're at the funeral that we've already kind of ripped on um she says oh blah 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 you have to bury this doll and of course he discovers the grave of mary shaw who's the who's the ghost in charge of all this shenanigans whose whose grave uh, was up like 10 feet away from his wife's yeah and it was like massive like she had a huge tombstone (laughs) the thing that killed me about the graveyard was it was so unkept even small little towns of 200 people 
like mow their grass in the graveyard, but whatever. <laughs> and, <laughs> so after burying this ventriloquist dummy in the middle of the night, he uh, arrives back to his hotel to discover that it's still there. And of course, there's a cop that's meddling throughout all this. Um, good old Donnie Wahlberg and his electric razor. <laughs> and uh, they uh, they expand on the story, you know, and there's a couple of other little family issues that are starting to pop up. And yeah, we'll move on to the conclusion. I think you had that one, didn't you, Chris? I did. I did. I did. Um, because horror movies are kind of my thing. I love them. I cherish them. They're some of my favorite films, even though they're horrible. They're terrible. Uh, and the third act is always the most difficult with a horror movie like this that's trying to be creepy and suspenseful. So the third act can make or break a film like this. And I thought, you know, so <clears throat> what happens in the third act is after more shenanigans, uh, notably where the funeral director or yeah, the funeral director gets uh, gets gets murdered by by Shaw, right? Yeah, by Mary Shaw. Uh, eventually, they track everything down. Uh, uh, Jamie, I think, is the name of the main yes, character, right? Jamie. Yeah. And then the uh, uh, the, the detective uh, end up tracking Mary Shaw and the source of all the weird creepy nasty murdery stuff that's going on yeah back to the old theater uh where they they discover in the process that the the ghost of mary shaw kills the people kills people who scream who who speak hence the the name of the 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 movie dead silence and once they track Mary Shaw back to the old theater where she, you know, did her thing. They find, I think, was it 101 or 100 dummies? And they realize they have to destroy all the dummies and destroy the ghost of Mary Shaw. So they destroy 100 of them, but there's always the last one. And then, uh, but they don't get the last one. Then Jamie goes back to his dad's house, which, as you alluded to before, uh, James, there are some issues, like family issues coming up, mainly with, uh -huh. uh, you know, the main character's dad wanting Jamie to, you know, done better, different, or whatever. You know, the typical, I'm rich, so do what I want, kind of, you know, cliche family tension. And there is when the big twist happens, and you find out that Jamie's father was actually murdered by his much younger wife, Ella. And throughout the whole movie was actually being played by Ella as a marionette, which was pretty stupid, if you ask me. <laughs> I thought that was dumb as hell. Like, you really can't tell your dad from a dummy. Wow. Well, he was the perfect dummy, though. Yeah, maybe. Or the second most perfect dummy. I don't know. Something yeah. along those lines. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I got confused during this crap. So, finally, they end up like fighting and it just turns into just like this good guys versus ghost kind of bullshit and they end up throwing the last dummy into the fireplace and uh i don't know man it was all muddled and confusing this movie really was forgettable um 
Uh, and then finally, at the very, very end, uh, it, it does kind of like the jump scare thing. Yeah. Which is, again, another trope, another cliche of horror movies, which fits this entire theme of this movie. And then finally, at the very, very end, you hear Jamie reciting the nursery rhyme about Shaw, which is always convenient when the childhood nursery rhyme, which, by the way, Scott, yeah. as my brother, you and yeah. I growing up, yeah. did you ever I hear any like, creepy-ass ghost stories or shit about the town that we grew up that happened to be the actual ghost story that haunts us in our adult years? Uh, no, but if I did, and it revolved around ventriloquist dummies and a random ventriloquist dummy showed up in my front door i would burn it with fire i would not put it in my house exactly you wouldn't bring it in and be like hey it's funny so yeah i don't know but did you see that and then you see basically like all the main characters as dummies well it, it it's a photo album with like human puppets and it's just it's stupid it's dumb. Yeah, bottom line, I wouldn't watch the movie again. I didn't no. want to watch the movie again, but you guys made me. Oh, okay. <laughs> but, hold on. Let, let me play back from, from last week with you you going, oh, yeah, this movie's going to be amazing. I love I'm so movie. excited. So no, no, psyched. no, no, no. I psyched. never said this movie was amazing. I yes, said you I kind of liked it. Yes, you no. did. I did nah, not nah, say nah, nah. amazing. I said okay. I kind of liked it. And I still do while I'm watching it. So, um, since we're talking about things we said last week, as I said up before, I'm not a huge <laughs> fan of horror movies. Told you guys going into this that I was, you know, don't expect much, but hey, whatever. Um, so I'm there guessing, is a caveat to that, though. I'm guessing this didn't change your mind on the horror movie genre. Well, here's the, here's an interesting tidbit. Um, I was talking to my wife afterwards about it. Um, we, you know, there's one director that I do appreciate in the horror genre. Um, I thought the Insidious series is pretty good, and the Conjuring movies are pretty good. And it turns out that the director is James Wan. And she's like, "Oh, how funny would it be if James Wan directed this fucking movie?" So we jump on IMDb real quick and guess who the fuck directed this goddamn movie? Really? <laughs> oh no! Oh, shit. <laughs> so this was his early work. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so Insidious and The Conjuring are, he's, he's definitely improved since this movie. He, he also did Furious 7, by the way. And Saw. He was, he's responsible for the Saw series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was like a, I think a producer and a director from Saw got together and made this movie. So, yeah, so I, mean, I thought that was really interesting. So that's what kind of gave me some right. hope. You know, like, oh, maybe this will be decent, but it was not, so. You know, that that's funny about the Saw thing, because there was a scene in the movie theater where they were panning the camera, and I could have sworn I saw the Saw doll Jigsaw? face. Yeah, I could have sworn yeah. I saw him, like, in a little, like, under a, under something. Yes. And I, I wonder if that was, yeah, a subtle that was throwback. Egg. That yeah. was, actually. I, I just looked on IMDb, and, and that was one of the FAQs. Is the Saw doll in this, doll in this movie? And it is. So you're not mistaken. Oh, that's cool. So this movie does have a pedigree. Yeah, it just wasn't executed that well. It's 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 really premise. That's my problem with horror movies is I don't I don't believe in supernatural things, so it's really hard for me to get scared by them when they're on film, you know. So for me to actually 
feel fear from a horror movie or be fearful for the characters involved. Like they, they better do something that's pretty eerie, creepy and something that I might be able to put myself into. That's, um, that's what it's all about. I think is the, the yeah. being relatable to the characters and, and when the characters do dumb shit, like in this movie yeah. <laughs> stuff that you're watching and you're like, what are you doing? Like, I would never do that. Yeah. You guys, I, you guys I get taken out of it. On it. Yeah. yeah I get taken out on of it. With it. it. I'm like, what the fuck? Go ahead. Sorry. No, no I was going to say that actually ties into exactly you know, the long running theme of this movie. It's a paint by numbers cliche fest. It's just a, a, a series of tropes tied together into a movie. You have everything. You have the, the, uh, the, the town, the, the dead town or the dying town with the, the mysterious sort of uh, like a fairy tale, you know, nursery rhyme disastrous past from you know hey uh didn't they do that in uh, nightmare on elm street you know chasing someone down and killing them ripped directly from you know you know freddy krueger and and all that kind of crap but you also have you know the same when it comes to the cinematography there's the, the the very similar scenes the the funeral scene and all this and all that crap and then you've got the detective that which, by the way, you know, my roommate is a cop, and he's a cop in a very small town, so he actually does a lot of detective work. If you honestly think someone murdered their wife as a law enforcement officer, you're not going to let that dude just walk around and do whatever the fuck he wants. Re-enter the crime scene, remove evidence. Exactly. From the crime that shit doesn't happen. evidence from the crime scene. If he's your number one <laughs> suspect, he's in fucking jail, okay? He's not walking around playing dolls and shit but you know he's got to be there because he's got to further the plot because after you bury the doll as the the legend i guess because every small town has these legends and shit after you bury the doll everything's over well of course he's got to dig it up and give it back to him because you know the story has to continue that's like what james mentioned uh last week i think you know things that just happen only to further the plot that don't make exactly. any sense exactly 100% exactly. You are 100% right, James. Yeah, this, this, like I said, you guys touched on it. This is a childhood thing that you can... Even his wife knows. Um, Just for them to act the way they did, he's like, oh, you know, ventriloquist dummies are a bad omen in my family. Cool, dude. Like, you didn't react that way when you first found it, and you just left your wife all alone with it, too, not thinking anything was going to happen. So it just bothered me from the get-go that we had stupid things taking place just for the sake of having the story play out. In whose family is our ventriloquist dummies bad omens? Well, obviously, this one for the story. (laughs) Where in the hell does that come from? Yeah, that's like being afraid of mimes, you know? So, yeah, it's pretty specific. Yeah. Every time we see a mime, someone dies, you know? <laughs> oh, God, look, this guy's got a mime in his fucking room. Let's, I'm like, going to leave you here alone with that, honey. I'll be right back. Yeah, it's like, in, yeah. It, in my family, alcoholism and mental illness are bad omens. We don't give a shit about ventrilo- ventriloquist dolls. So I actually, in the beginning of the movie, right, there's a little, uh, a little blurb it said in the 6th century bc it was believed that the spirits of the dead would speak through the stomach region of the living you know and it it gave you so it gives you like this you know this latin kind of interpretation of the word and then uh, or the the origins of the word well i looked it up 
Um, and that is true, right? That's true. But the thing is, is what actually happened in history was ventriloquism was more of a scam. People would pretend to um, um, talk like that, like they're talking to uh, uh, you know ancestors and ghosts and shit, and scam stuff out of people uh, through like religion and all that other stuff, M- much like the um, crystal ball psychics, you know, uh, oh, of, wow. of today. I didn't know that either. Yeah. So, because I saw that shit in the beginning, I was like, oh, wow, it sounds so bad. Like, you know, ventriloquists were evil, evil, bad people. Uh, No, that wasn't the case at all. They were just bullshitting liars, trying to get shit from people. So, Hmm. should we talk about things that this movie did do well? Mark, you got anything? Oh wow! I, I wasn't prepared for uh, for what it did well. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm trying to think of that myself. Well, I, I can say this: I was I was I looked it up and I was surprised to see it actually made two million dollars. Um, it cost twenty million, and it um, worldwide it it uh, ended up coming back with twenty two million. So they netted two million. Um, that's two million so more than that. I've made. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I um I. I if we get to it later, I have some dumb moments I highlighted that uh, didn't make any sense. But uh, yeah, that's oh, that's the only good thing. We will get to it later that. for sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for sure. Scott, Chris, you guys got anything that, that Dude, you thought no. that the movie did well? No, I don't actually. Um, I don't. Down to the freaking Instagram bullshit freaking filter that was on the whole thing. I there's nothing. Yeah. Um, I will say that the the. The main character's car was nice, you know. Um, <laughs> that was cool. Yeah, yeah. It was it was a convertible and everything, and yeah, I was digging it. It was red and had a motor and wheels. The the doll had the um those creepy blue eyes on the doll. He looked like um Neil Mc McDonough, who played Dum Dum McDugan in uh Captain America. You know the wow. dude. <laughs> I was like, they've captured that guy perfectly in doll form. So, so wow. It's a bit of a stretch. I was trying. I was hoping, you know, to do something positive. But... Try to pull well, something positive together? No. So, so for me, as having watched hundreds of shitty horror movies and loving every single one of them, I have... I can't exactly specifically say anything that this movie did well. It's pretty much just, you know what? I've seen worse. <laughs> I've seen worse entrance into the creepy ghost sort of genre. And that's about the best thing I can say about this movie. Uh, my first viewing, I kind of enjoyed it. I kind of dug it. And then on my second watch, for the podcast i realized i forgot so much of it that it wasn't all that good if that makes sense at all yeah for Uh, sure it's kind of like while you're watching it it's like hey this isn't too bad but then as soon as it it ends you forget everything and you realize i forgot it all it could have been that good yeah that's pretty telling really all right, so let's just beat up on it. Let's just beat up. Everybody's itching, itching to talk shit about this garbage movie. So, uh, Mark, what you got, man? You said you had some highlighted stuff. Oh, oh I had the uh, dumb, dumb moments highlights. So, um, yeah, there was buddy. this part, part at the at the motel where, after all his chances to get a hold of Billy the doll as evidence, he finally seizes the opportunity to grab it at the hotel. Um, after the guy buried it. 
yeah he, he confiscates it then he says um he, he says like detective lipton that's the character he's like to the doll he goes you have very smooth skin and gives it a compliment like okay that's creepy and then after that like after the after detective lipton leaves jamie like inexplicably steals the doll back like he just has to have that doll right and uh but then he leaves it at the morticians I, i'm just like what's the deal with this you know like it just didn't make any sense to me it at all literally um, things to make the plot move forward like that's they needed the mortician to get murdered yeah. somehow so that's that's, that's, that's yeah. the way they did yeah, it so <laughs> as yeah. a, on a, as a side note so donnie Wahlberg, oh, the... donnie Wahlberg plays detective lipton i didn't make this connection until now but doesn't he play first sergeant lipton in band of brothers oh that's too funny if so oh my god <laughs> doesn't he <laughs> I, I don't know. I, have, I don't know. You guys look. keep talking. I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up. You guys keep yeah. Talking. Uh, so Lipton's character just altogether was just a complete. I don't know. It was a waste of screen time, in my opinion. Um, the whole electric razor thing annoyed the hell out of me. He does. Like it just. He kept pulling it out at the most awkward moments, and then even when he dies, they zoom in on his electric razor, like. What the fuck, man? What, what does that even mean? Yeah, what does that even mean? Well, did you? And I caught this line too in the middle of it that I wrote down because I couldn't believe it. Where where Jamie drives off and Lipton goes, "Jamie, don't make me chase you. I don't have a full tank of gas." It's like, where's he going? Oh, Jesus, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what's the plan here? <laughs> it's so weird. The so writing I, was. Awful. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, the the one line though, I know I'm kind of jumping ahead here, but. The one line, since we're kind of talking about it, that I really did enjoy in the movie um, is, you know, the whole time Jamie's been like, hey, I didn't murder my wife. It was this doll. There's this horror legend in my town, blah, blah, blah. And, of course, Detective Lipton doesn't believe him because, I don't know, he's a man of science, whatever. And um, when it finally becomes, like, a realization for Donnie Wahlberg that this these things are happening, <laughs> he looks over at Jamie and says, you say I told you so, and I'll shoot you. <laughs> Oh yes. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was that was actually pretty good. It got it that got a chuckle have, out of me. Might have been the best line in the movie. Honestly, I think it was. <laughs> so, um, another thing that bothered me is when he does get to Raven's Fair. There's there's a lot of people that seem to know a lot about what's going on. You know, um, his new stepmom knows the the poem and she's like oh that's just something they tell the children to stay in line how it keeps kids in line i don't really understand it just probably scares the shit out of them so maybe they threaten that mary shaw will come after them i don't know but the mortician knows all about it you know he's he's aghast once he sees the corpse of his wife and he knows exactly what this is um there's just a lot of people that are informed as to what this whole deal is but yet no one's offering any advice on how to fix it or make it go away and then when Detective Lipton's like, oh, I've been asking around Raven's Fair. Nobody knows who the hell Mary Shaw is. That really bothered me because it seems like it's kind of a, a staple of this whole town was Mary Shaw. I mean, they built a gigantic fucking theater just for her. And you're telling me that no one's told you about Mary Shaw in the two days that you've been questioning people? Yeah. Yeah. The whole, like you said, the whole town is based off of it. I've, I've noticed that too. That's one of my notes. I was like, wait a minute. You know, either this guy is the worst freaking detective in the world, or everybody else is the worst. They're the worst secret keepers in the world because it's 
just absolutely ridiculous that, that he couldn't figure any of this stuff out beforehand. Yeah, this is really obnoxious, man. Uh, he does. So he does. He plays Carwood Lipton in Band of Brothers. Wow. What was hilarious? Wasn't he also a, a cop in one of the Saw movies? Hold on. Isn't, isn't that a real person? Yeah, it is. Oh, well, wow. He plays him. He plays him. Just... Oh, no, no, no. I, I got that. No, that's cool. Well, ish. I don't know. I don't know if the real uh, Lipton would appreciate his name being used in a movie. <laughs> <laughs> He's rolling uh, around in his grave right now. <laughs> uh, it's terrible. Well, as long as nobody made a dummy out of him, we're good to go. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. This movie is so unremarkable. Like, I don't. I feel like I'm just talking the same, like beating a dead horse here. This thing was just horrible. Yeah, it was pretty bad, man. Um... See, and from the vantage point of someone who is a horror movie buff who who watches them and everything, it's not bad. It's just it's bad. It's bad. Don't lie. It's bad. No, no, I've seen bad. <laughs> Trust me, I've seen bad. I could give you some some links if you want to see bad. No, no I'm, I'm good. This was bad enough. Because this yeah. was this was blah. This was just boring. You know, it had a couple of okay scenes. Like, I don't know, I'm sort of weird, so I like, you know. Yeah, I found myself often checking to see, like, is this almost over? Thank God it's only an hour. <laughs> um, you know, I my mind wasn't even in the movie and I'm, I'm like taking notes throughout the movie and stuff too. So I'm trying to focus on like smaller details and everything, but oh, right. I often found myself wandering and just being bored with the movie, man. Oh, um, believe me, this movie was nowhere near good enough for me to be sitting here and defending. Yeah. I'm just saying I've seen worse. That's the biggest compliment I can pay to this movie is I've seen worse. So the, th- the so the whole like, reason behind her committing these murders and terrorizing these people is you know she's going after the the family lines of the mob that came and killed her right she's she's haunting all those family lines and um you know jamie of course asks well why my wife and then she comes back with oh well you weren't the last of your bloodline or whatever you know like basically your wife was pregnant um and my wife brought up a good point in terms of when they did the autopsy, wouldn't they have discovered that? And why is why is Jamie just now finding out? Yeah. Because drama. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Drama. That's the only yeah. reason. And yeah. No, this movie wasn't very good. Nah. But I, I will go to my grave saying I've seen worse. Fair enough. Mark, did you have any uh, other dumb moments that you had highlighted? I'm curious. Uh, beyond that, 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 that whole timeline thing was pretty tough to beat. Um, <laughs> the, the whole thing about the young Henry, the mortician, where he scared the crap out of himself when he knocked over the casket, I guess that had some, that, that told a bit of a story. So that was okay. Mm-hmm. Although the way they did it was pretty weird. Um, and then, um, they were, they had run out of gas when they were filming it, when, they had to rely on a scary clown doll um, at almost the very end. And when they're in the, yeah. the showdown, they're like, well, yeah. none of yeah. these marionette things are creepy enough. So we got to re- resort to the clown and the rocker. And <laughs> it's like, right, okay. Right. Well, it yeah, did it towards the weird. end. It did just so turn weird. into a, 
good guy versus bad guy monster movie kind of BS thing, which is the worst thing a movie that's supposed to be creepy and atmospheric could possibly do. Yeah, so, you know, that's that's why I like James Wan, is I feel like a somewhat decent job of making... Um, so, you know, like I said, I don't watch horror movies and Insidious. Um, I, I say it's I say it's up there. But, um... Yeah, this one was... It was just bad. It was flat, it was boring, it was forgettable. So, yeah, and, so the... The the trend that we've had is 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 missed opportunities. This doesn't even get that far, man. No. This is more just, <laughs> like, just you know. So we, we, yeah, so we we often you know what could they have done better? Uh, I don't know. Not make the fucking movie. That probably would have been better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Rewrite the script. Come up with a completely different and more unique story, and have more engaging characters. So basically, make it a completely different fucking movie that doesn't suck balls. I'm I'm on board with that. <laughs> Final thoughts? You get any, anyone got anything? Yeah, I I uh, I would like to say, Mark, I'm sorry for inviting you uh, into this. Yeah, this you uh, got to come back next. Such week. a bad Hopefully one. Yeah, you got to we got to do this again, man. You got to do this again because this is terrible. Because I was doing such a horrible job and and stuff. Um, so so <laughs> no. Um. Well, no. This was it was pretty. It was actually fun to watch a horror movie. I haven't haven't seen one in in a while. So. Kind of, kind of refreshing, part. really. Yeah, the cool part about this whole format is like we don't really have a choice. We just usually have a lot more to talk about. Just, right. just, usually, that's not a highlight. <sighs> so the cool no, thing well, is, is we don't have a choice. That is the cool <laughs> right. thing because you do, you will discover some things that you don't. I, I, I'm anticipating. I haven't happened yet, but I'm anticipating discovering a movie that I wouldn't watch normally that I might yeah, no, find out, sure. end up enjoying. All right, all right. Hasn't had oh, a really good point. I had actually seen this movie before, as I mentioned previously, and I kind of liked it until I watched it with a more critical eye, and I started like picking it apart and realizing that no, 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 it's it's, it's not that good. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I retract got... every positive thing that I said about this movie last week. Good. You know what? I was waiting good. for you to admit defeat because that was. <laughs> <laughs> I have been I, tested I... in combat. You have won. Uh, yeah. I respect. No, I didn't win. The movie won. The movie won. <laughs> no, the movie loses. The movie, the movie <laughs> it, loses it. Everything. It, it won by losing. Um, yeah. So you got the you got the next so, movie rolled up. Are we yeah, ready for the next one? Ready. We are. Yeah. Okay. My body is ready. Okay, then uh, let's prepared. give it to you. All right. So, <clears throat> young Shakespeare is forced to stage his latest comedy before it's even written. When a lovely noblewoman auditions for a role, they fall in love. Oh, yes, gentlemen. It is 1998. Massive hit. Shakespeare in love. So, I'm uh, fucking stoked. This is amazing. <laughs> I'm serious. Like, I, I consider myself a pretty empathetic person, and this movie makes me sob like a baby. So, I'm looking forward to it. Does it? Oh, you've oh, seen, seen it before. Oh, I've seen this like 12 times. This is a great fucking movie. Oh, wow. Movie. Okay, then you're hosting next week and I'm off the hook because I've never seen this movie and I have had, never had any desire to see this movie whatsoever. Really? It's it's really good, man. Well, you got to um, remember, I was like, crap, 15 in 1988? What 15-year-old kid is going to want to watch Shakespeare in Love? Dude, was... we're not 
much older yeah. than you. Really, like yeah. a couple years older than you. I was twelve, I think. So, I've seen it since. But yeah, um, Mark, you seen it? No, no, I've really? never seen it. Scott, you seen it? I have not. No, I have not. I've heard wow. of it. Wow. But... All right. Well, hopefully, uh, I'm not overhyping it, but um, and I'm sure we'll discover flaws with it. But oh, in my course. opinion, it's 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 a pretty good movie, man. Um, I'm looking forward to it. The most good. experience I, I have I with this, this movie is is during the Scream franchise. There's a scene where. Uh, uh, two characters go into a movie theater and they're watching it. And uh, one of the characters uh, says she's on her phone in the theater and she and she's like, mm-hmm, yeah. Oh, no, I'm watching Shakespeare in Love. That's literally the only thing I know about this movie. Wow. Yeah. Sounds good to me. Yeah. I, uh... Ready. Okay, then. All right. Uh, so does anybody have any final thoughts? I do not. Yeah, I, yeah I'm, I'm good, man. Uh, hopefully, Mark, you're going to be able to make it to next week? Uh, yeah, I'm up for whatever. Um, it sounded Scott said he had some other folks kind of lining up. Right, yeah, not, I don't want to step up on Scott's toes. Oh, no, no, no. no, no. The whenever, whenever, uh, whenever you guys have a spot open, man, I had a good time. I, I kinda, we do. Kinda liked... Next week, join us. Somehow join I doubt Mark. people are lining up to be on this, this podcast. <laughs> hey, 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 I got a couple. I got a couple. You chill, chill. Your kids don't count. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Never mind. I don't have anybody. I'm glad you joined us this week, Mark. I'm sorry. It was a... Uh... Yes, definitely. Shitty. Oh, no. You around. Shitty one. I actually like... It's fun to bag on stuff. Oh, absolutely. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so... Yeah, for sure. All right. All right. Well, I got nothing. Well, in that case, then I'll draw this uh, this episode to a close. This has been the Culture Lust Podcast for Scott, James, and Mark. I'm your host, Chris, and have a good day. <laughs>